0: Hola, somos Tania Moreno y Daniela Álvarez, de TCU. Y estás escuchando College Volleyball Weekly.
1: Go Frogs!
0: This is Tania Moreno and Daniela Álvarez, from TCU. And you're on College Volleyball Weekly. Go Go Frogs! Frogs! Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly, Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> hey, good day, everyone. Rob Sparrow here with College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. We've got a special edition this week. And all of us, me... Charlie and Mads have been crazy busy this entire week, so we've had to do an asynchronous recording, and so far I've got Mads' video, and we're hoping to get Charlie's up here too, but I want to find out about Mads' weekend because she is playing for number four Florida State, and they had an incredible weekend at the LSU Invitational at Death Volley, so enjoy what you had to say about this weekend's matchups and uh, what could be coming up here this week. So Mads, it was a huge weekend in Baton Rouge for the LSU Beach Invitational. What was it like to be back in Death Volley for matchups against Texas a and m Corpus Christi, a Hot Tampa team, Houston Baptist, number two TCU, and number six LSU.
1: All right, being back in Death Valley uh, this weekend was so much fun. I honestly love LSU's stadium and it just brings a whole nother level of competitiveness, high energy, um, a lot of hype around every game there just because of how cool the stadium is. So we had a ton of fun as a team and especially because of our our two uh, conference rivals teams were there too. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of high energy.
2: Mads, what were the Knolls expectations going into this right coast gauntlet of a tournament?
1: Um, Our team came into this weekend with an aggressive mindset. We wanted to obviously dominate the other teams there. Uh, We had been working on some things, working on some new pairings. Uh, I feel like overall we did very well. I was really proud of how our team fought um, at such a competitive tournament.
2: The Knolls took a loss to number two TCU. What were your takeaways from going against the Horned Frogs and what's your assessment of their pairs?
1: Yes, so we did lose to number two TCU. I was very impressed by TCU from one to five. Something that my teammates and I were talking about is the consistency of TCU. Um, They're just very constant. You don't really see them get rattled or, and they don't make a ton of errors. And I think that's what makes them so good is just their consistency in their one through five um, and their ability to make those wins consistently.
2: Mads, the Knolls then matched up against number six LSU. And without a doubt, a lot of eyes were on this matchup. In your own words, can you describe for us what transpired?
1: So our matchup against LSU will probably be one of my favorite volleyball memories after college. Um, It started off with our four pairs, our four pair won, and then LSU's fives won. Um, And then our ones pair of Brooke and Maddie absolutely dominated against LSU. That was really, really cool to kind of like glance over and watch them winning. Um, And then our three pairs lost. So it all actually came down to Elena and my... Mys, I think that's word, Elena, my court, um, everyone was watching all the people in the, the big stands, uh, both teams, even LSU played their little like banjo uh, Baton Rouge song really, really loud during the third set. It went to three. Um, and it was back and forth, back and forth. It was so much fun. Um, so it was just a blast and to be able to win that for my team and in front of all of those people Yeah, it felt really, really good. But overall, it was just an awesome team win. It's not just a pair that wins it for for the program.
2: Mads, exciting moment for you. Putting away the dual deciding kill for Match Point. Can you share your experience with our listeners and viewers?
1: So putting away that dual deciding kill for Match Point, it was just electric, I'd like to say. Just the amount of pressure that was on us, that's always my favorite situation to play in whenever it comes down to my court and everyone comes to watch. I don't know why. I just, I feel like I, I just, I love that environment and the pressure that comes with that. And I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna be as aggressive as I can and swing as hard as I can. The LSU blocker we were playing against is like six, seven. So that was a pretty hefty block in front of us, but we just knew we needed to play to our strengths um, and where we had the advantage which I think was experience and then moving around the the set with our speed. So anyway, that final point was so much fun and it felt so good to just bring it home for my team because I knew they all fought so hard to win.
2: Mads, you were on fire going four and one this last weekend with some of the top teams in the nation. How'd you feel about your performance?
1: Going four and one um, was... Awesome. It's always great to have a weekend where you feel calm and in control of your games. And also, I was just really proud of our entire team. So it was a really great weekend overall. I feel very proud of myself, of my partner, Elena, and of our team's grit as a whole playing in such a, uh, a competitive tournament.
2: And finally, who were some of the top performing teams and pairs in Baton Rouge this last weekend?
1: So some of the top performing teams slash pairs in Baton Rouge, I'd have to say pretty much the entirety of TCU. Um, not, I, I know we talk a lot about TCU's ones, but I was really impressed with their lineup all the way down. As I said before, just the consistency uh, and the ability to take care of the ball. That was very impressive. Um, I was really impressed with LSU's threes of Kelly Agnew and her her partner, Taller girl, I'm not entirely sure her name, but uh, they played really, really hard against our really talented Florida State team. Um, but overall, as we see, just the competition keeps growing and growing and getting better and better. And Tampa, oh, Tampa played us really hard. They always do. Uh, so did a lot of the other smaller schools. So it's nice to see that distribution of talent throughout even the smaller schools. All in all, is was a great tournament.
2: And Mads, thank you for taking the time, as you always do from week to week on College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Well, that was Mads Fitzpatrick of number four, Florida State. But now we've got Charlie Ekstrom of number eight, Stanford, coming on to talk about her weekend at the Pac-12 South Tournament in Tucson, Arizona at Bear Down Beach. So thanks for coming on, Charlie. <clears throat> so Charlie, it seems you've developed a hot hand along with partner Maddie Kriz going 7 and0. You actually played with Kate Riley as well going 1 and0. What's been the key to your performance this week?
0: Hey, Rob, thanks so much for having me again as always. Great to be here. Great to be here even with the craziness of this week and, you know not being able to necessarily see each other but getting to work together nonetheless um so starting off with question one um i am so honored that you say that i've developed the hot hand i honestly coming into this season coming into the year i think that stanford we were really ready for just a fight and ready to be up there in the rankings and ready to get down and after it with some gnarly teams um, I think that getting switched over to play with Maddie Kriz this coming this last week, we both knew coming in that we weren't going to have a lot of experience practicing together. We had played a little bit in the fall, not really necessarily had the same background as some other teams. And so I think our mission going in and having this week to get to know each other and get to play together was that we were going to fight no matter what the circumstance was. I think that that really allowed us to play against some super high level competition and play up to some super high level competition and really battle and win our games. I was so proud of just being able to work out the kinks side by side with her and uh, figure out our chemistry as we went. Um, It really overall was just a fantastic week. Um, I also got to play with Kate for a game in the Utah match And I'd played with Kate at the beginning of season. So it was fun to get back with her. I think that honestly, I've got the blessing of just having wonderful partners kind of no matter who I'm playing with. Um, It makes me want to fight that much harder because I'm not just fighting for myself and for the team. Like I am side by side in battle with my partner. And we both, no matter who I've been playing with so far this year, I think that the blessing of playing with some wonderful people is that when we come in, we come in as a team and we come in as a united force that we're going to do our best and do our jobs together instead of just as individuals, which is honestly all you can ask for as a beach volleyball player and all you can ask for as a partner in any case scenario.
2: And Charlie, your week four performance was capped off by an undefeated weekend in the Pac-12 South tournament in Tucson going 4-0 at the number two flight with the Cardinals only loss to number one UCLA what's your assessment of where your team is right now
0: coming into week four um it was capped off by an undefeated weekend in the Pac-12 three times at twos with Maddie um, one time with Kate at the ones um we our only loss with the Cardinal was to number one UCLA like you had mentioned um we honestly I think the best part of that match was just how close that was I mean if you look at straight statistics it says that it was a 4-1 loss but kind of being present in the heat of the moment three courts went down to three it was it was crazy kind of leading up to everything um there were two courts that went into extra points in the third game like there was a 17-15 there was a 16-14 I think that watching my team play, being able to be an active member, an active contributor, putting a win on the board. I think that it just gives that little edge that it shows like we are here. We're not just in the rankings by sheer chance getting up there in the top eight and in the top 10. I think that consistently we are here to show that Stanford is here to fight and Stanford is here to be a contender. And I'm really excited to see where we can start taking these things because the upsets are right on the tip of our tongue. And so I'm excited to see us get a little bit in there and start making those upsets and start executing instead of being almost there. I can't wait for us to get there all the way. I think that we're right there just on that threshold and we're right about to cross over. So I'm really excited. Um, I don't know. I keep saying that I'm excited, but I'm very, very proud of us being on that threshold and starting to enter above the edge of the threshold, as opposed to just being at the edge for so long. I think that it's been obviously a long way coming for Stanford. We've come from a building program to now we're a very, very solid, highly ranked program and highly respected program. And I think being a part of the team through all phases and watching us surpass certain thresholds and enter into new ones. I think that that last taste is what I'm the most excited for above all because of the fact that we have the opportunity to put some wins on the board that we would have never been able to do before and that this weekend in Tucson really, really gave that taste. We were there in the battle with UCLA and they're a very, very talented team, very, very highly respectable team. And so I think that having that formidable of an opponent and being formidable to them as well is a good sign for us as a program.
2: I know that you follow the game pretty closely, but who were some of the top pairs and teams that you saw this last weekend at the Pac-12 South Tournament?
0: Some of the top pairs and teams that I saw in the Pac-12 this past weekend and in the Pac-12 South Tournament as a whole, there were a lot of teams, first of all. I mean, obviously we have a lot of uh, teams in the conference in general. Having nine, uh, nine schools out there competing and playing at a high level is very impressive. I think I want to start... Uh, by just giving like just straight up a team that I was very impressed with was Oregon ones of Reagan Hope and Brooke Nunaviller I mean Brooke is an incredible volleyball player it is very very clear why she is an all-american on indoor and honestly I mean she does fantastic things on the beach I got to see this highlight live but Oregon Beach volleyball reposted it on Instagram of her bouncing one past a block and in front of a defender I mean she was doing that all weekend long on all teams she is an incredible Incredible volleyball player. And it is really cool to see her come out to the beach and be able to execute at a high level on the beach as well, being so indoor dominant in her career. Um, So that just, I mean, it's a really, really great look for Oregon and it just shows the depth of their program and just where they're going, how they're doing. So that's awesome. I think looking at other pairs from the weekend besides Oregon was um, the twos pair of U of A of Sarah Blacker and Maya Kaiser. They were competing and they were playing very, very solid volleyball. I think, I mean, very, very solid volleyball is kind of like unanimous in the Pac-12 that that's going to happen. I was overall just incredibly impressed by the whole weekend and by everybody there. But I think that Sarah and Maya were doing really, really great things. Maya coming from USC and being an immediate heavy impactor on this U of A team that lost a lot of age and lost a lot of depth last year with a lot of girls graduating, building their program with a newer, younger team. I think that it's really cool to see Maya making that impact and to see Sarah, she's a hometown friend uh, of a long time and she's, I mean, doing great things. I think that the last pair that I wanna highlight, I could I could go off and mention a whole bunch of teams, but I think that the last pair that I wanna highlight is Julia Scholes and Delaney Maple of USC. Julia and Delaney have been playing very, very dominantly at the threes for the majority of the season. And with Tina playing in Rosarito, some just health with the team, I, they moved Delaney and Julia to play up at the twos, as well as the ones um, kind of mixing around on the weekend. And they absolutely dominated at those flights too. And I think that it really just highlights and speaks to the depth of the USC program that there are players playing at every single flight that are able to compete and contribute at every single other flight. So big shout out to Julia and Delaney. They did very, very incredible things all weekend. And it was really fun to watch them play. I I got like looked over in the middle of our warmups at one point and watched Julia do a jump back set. That was one of the most perfectly executed jump back sets that I've ever seen. And I mean, I love that woman. She's an incredible human being and an incredible volleyball player. And I literally had to scream at the top of my lungs, like, okay, Julia, because it was just that amazing in the moment. Um, So big shout out to all of those teams. There are so many more that I could highlight just because there's so much, I mean, depth and competition in the Pac-12 that every single team out there should be holding their heads high um, and being really, really proud of all of their pairs for the weekend.
2: And finally, The Cardinal have been hanging around at number eight or number 10, depending on which polls you're following. But do you feel the Cardinals can make that push into the top five come tournament time?
0: So, yes, uh, Stanford, we have been hanging around at pretty much uh, eight through 10, um, jumped up there to seven, maybe one time in the polls. Um, overall, in the season, I think that we've pretty much stayed at eight in the ABCA poll pretty consistently in the last couple of weeks. Um, with College Beach VB, we've kind of been mixing around a little bit more often, but maintaining our spot in ABCA pretty consistently. Uh, looking at kind of making that push. I fully believe that we're capable of making that push into the top five. Um, That's not just saying that with bias, that's saying that with levels of competition, where we're fighting, where we're able to perform and execute. I think that with a couple of partnership mix ups that we've made, we've, we're putting our best foot forward to start making some serious upsets in the upper levels of the rankings. I, we saw this past weekend with us coming this close to UCLA. Obviously it can, it showed up as a four one win for UCLA in the books, but like I had mentioned earlier, there were three courts that went to three. There was heavy back and forth pretty much on every court. And so us coming that close to number one, I think that we are bound to be able to come that close and if not surpass that threshold of coming close and actually be able to start putting up some wins against numbers one one through five. Um, So I think that that's a really awesome opportunity for us. I mean, I don't know if we've ever been in this position before where we're just at that threshold. We've surpassed the threshold of entering the top eight. I think that we fully have the capability of entering the top five this year and in span to come. So I'm really excited um, to keep on playing and just continue to keep on fighting with this team. We've got some good duels coming up. Um, Now that we're in really, really the heart of the season, I think that we've got important ones that we need to put wins up on, and we've got other ones that we have an opportunity to make some waves. And I think that that would be really awesome for us to be able to make a couple waves um, and have some upsets leading up into the national championship tournament. All right, (laughs) last question. What it means to receive Pac-12 Pair of the Week honors? Um, I I can't stop smiling about it because I really can't tell you enough how proud I am of Maddie and how proud I am of us as a pair. Um, Just fighting, coming in, not having very much practice under our belts and really just committing to the fact that we were fighting as a pair. And no matter what the chemistry was, no matter what conversations we had to have, we came in with open minds and really, really open dialogue with how we were ready and we were willing to battle and what we wanted to change, what plays we wanted to run. I don't know. I think that there was just a spark there. And something that I'm so proud of is just being able to be named it with her and being able to just have pride in that moment. I mean, There are not very many Stanford teams who have had the honor of being named a Pac-12 pair of the week. And so I think that for us, for our whole team, it's really, really awesome to be able to get those. Um, From my heart, this is one of the first time, this is the first time that I've ever been named to a weekly honor. And I think that there's a sense of very much gratitude and it adds fuel to the fire of what I want to come. Um, It just adds fuel to my fire for Stanford. It adds fuel to my fire for the season. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm absolutely honored that the Pac-12 Conference named us with this honor. Um, we honestly, I mean, I think she called me like right after we had found out, and we were both like, "Oh my gosh!" It was so silly. Um, but again, I just it it puts a smile on my face because we've been working so hard and are planning on continuing to do so. So it just adds to that fact that we are continuing to fight and that we are continuing to plan on fighting. So yeah, that was really I don't know just something that I'm very, very proud of, of us as a team. Looking at other teams in the Pac-12 and just the level of competition that was this weekend, I honestly was very impressed. I think that the Pac-12 has really had some dominant teams. Obviously, we have USC and UCLA in our conference. We've had us at Stanford, we've had Berkeley, we've had U of A, all being really, really high-level teams. But I think what I'm really proud of in the conference is, being at that tournament, like upsets were happening left and right. We saw an upset of U of A over Cal. We saw an upset of U-Dub over Cal, which U-Dub has never entered the rankings before. And they're putting up really, really solid wins. They are gritty to play against. I know that they were fun opponents to play against for us. Um, and I think that a lot of these teams in the Pac-12, Utah, Oregon as well, ASU as well, everybody's kind of expecting them to be teams that not necessarily can be walked over, but might not be as high of a level of competition. And that is absolutely not the case. I think that especially seeing this weekend, everybody was like, wow, the level of volleyball is high, regardless of who you're playing against. Upsets are bound to happen. I know Oregon took Washington, Washington took Cal Cal took Oregon. Like there were so many matchups that were just kind of in trios of upsets happening here strong wins happening there. I mean, I honestly like everywhere you looked there was good volleyball. I remember watching like the nighttime games coming before our exhibitions and watching ASU battling USC and USC being a powerhouse school was given a run for their money by ASU and AS I'm I'm very very excited for the growth of this conference and I think that some of the teams in the Pac-12 are coming up. And they are not to be slept on anymore, which is pretty incredible.
2: Charlie, as always, it's always great to have you on College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Um, You and Mads are incredible assets and great ambassadors to the game of beach volleyball. Thank you again. Good luck this week.